1: Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency. And there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives, just like yourself, connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience, and that is podcasting, to share your story, to share your message, your experience, and your knowledge Through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing so that the world can hear your message. Because I know one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Instapodcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Phase Podcast. I am your host, your girl, Jessica Hurley, and happy, happy Friday. If you're catching this on the day, it drops. And if you are new to the Stranded Phase Podcast, that means it's time for 15-minute Friday, which is where I try to give you 15 15- the 25 minutes of applicable content that you can listen, consume, and apply to your life, hopefully, right after tuning in. And these are typically things that I have learned, I am learning, or things that I have found powerful in part of my transformation, especially in the season that I'm in. And so, if you're a new listener and you've caught the last couple episodes of 2021, you are getting a completely different host. I've taken people on a journey with me for the last three years, and I feel like year one was inquisitive, curious, how to be an entrepreneur, talking to people about their failures, trying to figure out how to navigate this world of quitting my corporate job, having something I'm truly passionate about, seeing the vision, but having so much doubt, so much uncertainty, not understanding the how and trying to figure this out. And what is the cookie cutter approach? Because in reality, there wasn't one. And I feel like year two was a year of exploring self-worth and love and undeniably and unapologetically showing up for myself, taking risks, leaning into my gift, really showing up for myself and other people and not being scared of success and what I'm capable of and just kind of giving that and sharing and giving that gift to you. But this year, 2021, the one that shook me to my fucking core, this year is different. This year, is about unbecoming. It's about being naked and unashamed. It's about the deepest, soul-wrenching, spiritual journey that I have avoided for a long time long time. I have prayed for this. I promise you, I know it's everything I prayed for. I just didn't know that it would look like this. And I think so many of you can relate to that because we pray for things that we are not ready for. I prayed for things like, bring me closer to myself. Help me understand undeniably who I am in the world, what I'm here to offer. Who are my soulmates? What does my soul look like? What does it crave? What does it feel like? Where is it the happiest? Outside of this shell, outside of societal expectations, outside of what I think I need to be, right? What does that look like? I prayed for clarity on that and I got it. But in the process, I was stripped of the most amazing relationship. You know, seven years, my family, my commitment, my fiance, my upcoming wedding, the father of my child. This year just started out as everything I never saw Coming like a train, right? But I can look at it in the deepest sense. And not every day now. I'm not always positive. But I can look at it in the deepest sense and know. And I think I heard it best the other day. I heard a gentleman say this on a podcast and I loved it. He said, I only deal with people that are in their their third life. And I'm thinking he's about to say some deep shit. I'm thinking this is like some soul elevated, high vibrating level that I'm not aware of. But he said, most people never get to their third version. He said, There are people that are raised a certain way, they're led to believe certain values, morals, ethics, code. Life societal features based on what their parents. Teach them right, and they live that out. Then there are people that get to the second version, which is you know late teens, early twenties, mid twenties, and for some of us, it's happening right now in our early thirties, where we're saying, okay, all right, I love my parents, love them, love you know, love the schools and the family I was raised around, but like this ain't it. Like I love them for what they wanted for me, but they only base what they wanted for me off of what they know, and I know a lot more now, and I want a lot more. I want to leave a legacy. I want to connect deep deeply with people. I want to do something I'm passionate about versus something that is stable and secure for me. That feels like I'm living life. And so we start to break societal chains and we start to break our parental expectations. And we say, okay, what does this look like? What does a life I truly want look like? And he said, and then there's a few that get to the third version. And that version looks like breaking free of all of that. What does your soul want? What does your spirit say? What does vibrating higher, not having to worry about giving people grace or revenge or resentment or misunderstandings or being, you know, so upset with people because your heart space is so open? What does that look like? And nothing that anyone says, societally, expectations, your parents, that cannot define you. And even when they question you, you're so solid in who you are are your soul and your soul's purpose that you can't, no one can tap into that. Like not that you can't share it because you were, once you get to that place, you're dying to share it. You're dying to give that gift to everyone because it is the most incredible magic you will ever experience. But no one can penetrate that. No one can change that. Nothing. No one. Nada. And he said, I only mess with people on their third level, their third life, their third version of them. And I feel like that is what 2021 is about. for me, how I prayed for it, but delivered in a way that I never, ever expected. We know this, that we are broken down to be built back up. It's happened in our lives over and over and over again that life has to shake the shit out of you sometimes to redirect you on the right path to teach you something that you would have never heard because you were so perfectly distracted otherwise, right? I wanna share something very specific with you. So this season is all about me sharing parts of my transformation with you, this unbecoming, this unlearning, this new learning, this identifying everything about me, right? And so I wanna share certain exercises with you, workshops, things that really helped me change channel, who I am, not where I went wrong, but things that I want to identify, clarify, change, add value to, get clarity around. And one of the recent workshops I went to was incredible. And we covered this very, this one very important aspect. And this is something I really want my ladies to hear. This is for my ladies, right? So a couple years ago, my former fiance bought brought a book and brought it home because he had heard about it on a podcast. And when he came home and showed it to me and started telling me about it, I was blown away because I was like, man, this is something that all women know, but we don't know how to explain it to you. And we want you to take it off, but we don't understand how to really articulate this. And when he read the book, he was in awe. And so I read most of the book. And I was in awe in the book. And this is for men, right? It's called The Mask of Masculinity by Lewis Howes. And he basically helps men understand that most of them will never get to a place to really identify who they are, who they are in their heart, how to love, how to be centered in their emotions, how to have real true balance, how to be a man yet be like, just be, like be emotional, be you, be heard, be seen without being all of these seven things, right? I think it's seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, it's nine. My bad. It's nine. Yes. I just counted on this podcast. Nine. So I'm just going to list them off to you really quick because then I want to explain to you what happened to me after I read some of this. And this was years ago. So he says a man wears the stoic mask, right? The athlete mask, the material mask. We all know this man, right? The sexual mask. I always joke and say that the, the best sex you ever had is not the man you need to be with. Some of us, are the exception to the rule. Some of us have the exception to the rule, but we've had great sex and that was not, I could never be with you, right? So the sexual mask, the aggressive mask, the joker mask. I just think back to the class clown, like someone that filters everything and protects themselves from everything through the form of jokes, right? The funny guy. The invincible mask. Now plenty of these men that think that they cannot be beat, that they are invincible, that they are untouchable, right? The know-it-all mask you probably have one of these at your job. I know I've had plenty of them. And then the alpha mask, and we know plenty of alpha men. Now, the unique thing about this book is it's never saying that this is wrong. It's just saying how important it is. And you could wear several masks. You could identify with two or three, but standing, these are the masks that stand between a man, where he is, and who he can be, right? And it's really like, It's really truly exposing the emptiness of those masks, how men chase material things, how they chase wealth, wealth above all things like, right, women chase love, men chase money. The vulnerability that hides behind all those masks that men don't get to ever uncover because those are always their front facing things that they wear so that they don't have to take in any risk and they never have to back down. And I'm just treading lightly on this topic, right? So anyway, I read some of this book. I'm blown away because it helps me understand men so much better. And ladies, I'm just telling you right now, read some books about men. It'll blow you away. I'm going to say this a thousand times over. Men are nothing like us. So I would beg to say half of the expectations that we have for our men are things that we can't, we expect them to do because we would do them, but we don't understand and have these expectations and we don't understand why they would ever think this way or do this. But if you read some books about them, books like The Superior Man, books like The Mask of Masculinity, books like He Motions by T.D. Jakes, a pastor who wrote that book, read it. It will blow you away. Shake your soul and probably piss you off a little bit about how men truly are, right? They're nothing like us. So I read this book and I'm like, wow, this brings me a lot of clarity. But then as a woman, I started being like, okay, well, you know, maybe I wear the Joker mask. Maybe I wear the know it all mask. Maybe I wear the stoic mask. And I thought through some of those things. And I said, yeah, some of those are definitely my masks. And I left it at that because I was like, well, men aren't the only ones. Women definitely wear masks. And so I went to this workshop a couple weeks ago and they started, it was all about living in your feminine energy. And we'll get into this in another episode. But they talked about the masks that women wear and how wearing these masks cause us so often to disassociate ourselves from our feminine energy, right? And they were very different. Some relatable, some were listed in the mask of masculinity, but these ladies, ooh, get ready. So again, this was someone else's teaching, but I found this so important to share with you because this is going to help you identify some things. And some of these things you already know, but I'm going to list some of them to you. Some of the masks that women wear include mothering, nurturer, and caretaker. That's all in one, right? Mothering, nurture, caretaker. Like we all know this to be true, right? And I I like caretaker because some of us Our divine caretakers, we live for it, but we don't have children. We might take care of our grandparents. We take care of our parents. We take care of all all of our friends. Like to me, this is the running joke with, there's always a friend in the friend group. Like, okay, mama so-and-so, we get it. You don't drink. You're the DD. You take care of everybody when they get sick. You know, you make sure everybody's together. You make sure nobody's fighting. We get it, mama so-and-so. Like there's always a nurturer or a caretaker of the group. And I truly believe all of us have a little bit, a little nurturer in us. But imagine that as a mask right? I can clear as day picture this as a mask on me. Miss Independent is another one. So don't make me even repeat myself, but y'all already know what this sounds like, right? Miss Independent, I think of the songs that were written about this, that I don't need a man. I don't need you. Watch me. I need no one. I can do this all by myself. Now, unfortunately, there's been many women that have to and don't have a choice and have to do it by themselves. And yet they still have to wear a mask because truthfully, that's not who they are at their core and it's not who they want to be. It's just based circumstantially. That's who they've had to become, right? but it is a mask. It's something we have to wear that build a hard shell and requires us to disassociate from our feelings, our emotions, what we truly want in our feminine energy, right? So Miss Independent. The other one was the Stoic, which was also featured in The Mask of Masculinity. And that's just saying that no matter what's going on, honey, I am put together. You will never see me fuck up. I don't fail. I am a winner. I'm fine all the time. I'm bomb. I don't share my life with anyone. I only share the perfections and everything that is great because you will love my life and I love my life too, right? So all of your perfectly Instagram creators that you love so much, and some of them are vulnerable, right? Some of them love to be vulnerable. I love to be vulnerable. People love to be vulnerable, but there are many people that are the stoic, like their life is perfect. It is absolutely perfect. So then, and I got a lot of friends like this, the alpha female, aka, drum roll please, the overachiever. So many of these, and I know I can be this at this time. I feel like I can envision myself taking down one mask and then I put the overachiever mask on. I definitely don't consider myself an alpha female, but I consider myself heavily an overachiever, definitely an overachiever. And think about it this way. It's so many times how we identify our worth, right? So take the the mask theme out of it. It's how we identify our worth, right? So I just always imagine the girl in the team meeting at work. And they're like, who wants this project? And she's like, me, 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 me. I'm about to show y'all like in her head, she's like, I'm about to show y'all like I am the shit. I'm about to take this thing and run with it and kill it and all y'all gonna know about it, right? I have definitely identified with overachieving on a ridiculous level, thinking that that is where my worth lies, thinking that this is how I prove to other people that I am unique and different. I've even gone as deep to figure out that that was what I told myself at a much younger age that I would do to prove to people that I was different because I early on told myself, well, you're not the prettiest. You're not the finest, but you love to stand out. So how can we do this? The overachiever, right? Another mask, sexual mask. You're obsessed with your external looks or you, you have the constant need to put out and please. We're not gonna go deep into that, but y'all already know you have some friends like this, right? Now, my personal favorite, a mask that I have worn for far too long, a mask that many, many, many mothers wear, many women wear, is the martyr right? You will sacrifice yourself at all costs, honey, at all costs. You know exactly what I'm talking about. At all costs to help others. I used to be like this on another freaking level to the point where if I said no, it made me sick to my stomach. And I thought people would instantly forget about me. They would be so mad at me that they would never forgive me. And they just like immediately be like, oh, well, you're not a good friend to anything, to anything that cost me my peace Happiness, time, balance, all of it. I would sacrifice it all to please people that mattered to me. Now, I'm a recovering martyr, still in the works. Pray for me, y'all. But so many of us wear this mask. So many, so many. There is the control freak. If I'm not in control, shit is going to fall apart. I definitely know some people like this, and I know y'all know some people like this. Don't know how to delegate, don't know how to relinquish control, don't know how to trust anybody else, control freaks, right? I'm a little bit of this, but mine is like in a really weird manner, and I'm still trying to figure it out, but it's like in the physical. So I'm not so much like this about my work. I'm not so much like this about my business. I might be half and half about this in my relationship, but in the physical, like I have a hard time riding in cars with people if I'm not driving. I have a hard time riding in airplanes because I never really know what's going on. And every second I have anxiety about like, what is going on? What's happening here? I don't know. I can't see. And it freaks me out. There's a little bit of control freak in the physical and I haven't really uncovered what that is, but that is definitely the next thing on my agenda. But I know a lot of control freaks. Ironically, they're usually obsessed with being organized, over obsessive with being organized, have to know everything all the time. Those are some of my favorite people because I'm not organized at all. So there's the Joker. So this is also featured in the Mask of Masculinity. I know some female friends like this. And I say this in the lightest way, but they happen to also be some of the people I know that have been through some of the most traumatic experiences in life and self-healed themselves from some of the most incredible pain and trauma. And they happen to be the funniest people I know. You'll hear comedians a lot say this, like their lives were very traumatic and they'll share their stories in a funny way. And you think, how can you laugh? Like if you've ever listened to Kevin Hart's stand up about his father, like ultimately his father was like wild as hell right? Like not a real dad, period, which obviously affected him. And he choose to use that in the form of humor. I'm sure he's found ways to heal from it. Not to say he hasn't healed his own journey, right? But you know, people like this and every woman I happen to know like this has been through some of the most traumatic shit that I, I can't even imagine healing from. Then you have the passive introvert, right? Afraid to speak up afraid that their voice doesn't matter, afraid that their opinion doesn't matter, afraid to overexert themselves. Passive introvert. Then there's the suppressive mask. Suppress and move on. Completely different, right? Completely different. Passive introvert, I think about my quiet friends. I think about my girlfriends that go through a fight with their husbands and they call and they just say, oh, well, I just need to vent to you because I'll probably never say anything to him. Oh, my boss was really talking shit to me yesterday, but I, you know, it's fine. It's no big deal. Where I think about the suppressive It usually comes with a different attitude. I think about women that are like, F this, I'm moving on, I'm going to do me, I'm going to do this back, I'm going to hurt him back. I'm just going to suppress this and move on and act like it doesn't mean shit to me because it really does. Please take all of these with a grain of salt because I'm not saying that I'm not any of these. Plenty of these are in my pocketbook right now. The material mask. Worth is found in material items. I think we've all danced in this lane a little bit, right? Especially in the society we live in today. Like, I know I've danced in it and tried to, and had to find a healthy balance. One, because it's expensive as hell. Two, because I don't want to define my worth by that. Now, don't get me wrong. I like nice fucking things. You are allowed to like nice things, but your worth cannot live there. You cannot rely on that because it will be a never ending commitment with an empty hole that you can never fill. Uh, there are two more masks, and this is one I heavily identified with, is the social butterfly. Social butterfly, but alone and broken inside. And if you are an empath at all, you've seen this a million times because you've been in a room talking to someone that's pretending to be happy, overly joyed, speaking their life away, sets off the room, just kind of like turns a party up, but you're like, wow, are you okay in there? Because if I look in your eyes, which eyes are the windows to the soul, I feel like there's nothingness that you are forcing yourself to have a good time, pretend to put on because you can't feel anything anymore. Doesn't mean being a social butterfly is wrong. I know plenty of healthy social butterflies, but all of us have been the social butterfly pretending to put on when we felt alone, broken and wanted to go curl up in our bed instead. And the last is the aggressiveness. The aggressive mask, the initiator, the turn it up to a thousand real quick, the I'll lead it since no one's going to take care of it. I'll do it. I initiate it. I make it happen. I'll make moves. I'll start the fight. Just the aggressor, right? The aggressor. Listen, these blew me away. Just in a one, in one setting, understanding that women's ultimate goal is to be seen Heard, respected, and loved, right? Seen, heard, respected, and loved. Yet so many of these masks make us invisible. Or they tell the exterior world and men that we don't want to be seen, that we are okay alone, that we don't need no one, that we are perfect. That we are nurturers and nothing else. That's where our worthiness lies. That we're independent. That we will sacrifice everything we have to take care of you. That we can shield our lives with humor. That we can perform social activities and not feel a thing. And I'll end this episode with this because I really just wanted this to be informative. I wanted you to digest this. I wanted you to write down the ones that you feel like apply to you and do some research on them, right? See how they help you, how they heal you and how they might be harming you. But I'll leave you with it. I had a great conversation with a girlfriend the other day. And she said, a friend of hers explained it as this. And this really resonated with me. She said, women work so hard to become equal that we're in a lane now where we've confused men And they don't know how to treat us. And we don't know how to balance the masculine and feminine, which I know to be insanely true based off these workshops, right? Because anytime we feel like we're living in our feminine energy, we now feel like we're weak and we're gonna fail and we leave the door open to be hurt, right? We believe that silence is weak and being quiet and not demanding our equal is powerless. And being unseen is powerless, yet it can be so powerful. And she said, since we've gotten our roles so mixed up, women don't know how to be women anymore. And this is not me saying that we're gonna go back to cooking, cleaning, becoming martyrs again and having no effing life. I would never. I just think that we deserve to be treated equally. Why? While still being the incredible creator's source of energy and creation and the light and love that we are, While being powerful and feminine and loving and soft and firm and warm and listening and being emotional and being all the things that men love and truly need from us while being bosses, being confident, loving ourselves, knowing our worth and being equals, being equals. So just something to think about. A little treat for you. The masks that women wear. I hope this was insightful. Happy freaking Friday. So much more to come. This season has so much to bring you. And you know you know what it is. I freaking love you
0: guys. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.